Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, we are back with an episode of Addicted to the Climb, and today we're talking money, money, money. I am so excited to talk all things money, because listen, if you've been following me or listening to the show for a while, I have really not brought on a finance expert to talk to us about money and how we can climb higher in our finances in how we can rebuild our finances and all the things to do with money. So today is your lucky day. And I'm super excited to have my friend on who I met a few years ago. Her name is Trisha Daniel. And she blew me away in our first conversation because personally, I really never grew up with a solid money mindset. No offense to my parents or anything like that, but I... I just went through the motions of I was the child. My parents did what they did, and I didn't even know what my parents made. We really didn't talk about finances back then. And I think it's just so important today. And we're going to touch upon how finances, how we can look at our finances differently, how we can teach our children about finances in a new way. And maybe even if you're a business owner, we can end with our worth as business owners and entrepreneurs in the space of selling our products and value in ourselves, So are you guys ready to do this? I am. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Trisha before we jump in. She is a rebuilder of financial ruin. First, first thing, that's who she is. She's a financial clarity advisor who provides clarity into growing your financial security She has an MBA with over 24 years experience in public accounting and a corporate financial controller. She has started over twice, you guys, and has overcome debt three times from different life events. She is an executive who was laid off with no backup plan and no savings. So we're going to jump into all this because I'm sure you guys are so curious to see how she's done it all, how she got here. So welcome to the show, Trisha. Oh, Kelly, I am so excited to be here. This is, as we talked about, an overdue conversation, Um, not only just between the two of us, but on money, because money mindset is everyone, they want to talk about it, but then they're afraid to talk about it. And so we're just going to talk about it. And especially when we talked about it being addicted to the climb and the climbing and the rebuilding when it comes to money. Mm, it all ties in together. How funny, right? It's we're climbing, right. we're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. We're putting one foot in front of the other. And yes. everybody wants to make more money so they can 
impact more lives. I think for me, that's what it comes down to. We can't do anything without money, you guys. We can all sit back and say, money's the root of all evil and whatever else you hear, right? It's true. Right, yeah. If we're, if we're trying to make an impact in this life or give back and be generous to those around us, we need to have money. So, Trisha, tell where do you want to start? I would love for you to share your story of why you chose money to be your career. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> money and what led you to this place. I'd love for you to start there. Yeah, because, you know, like you just mentioned, you know, while I'm an MBA with over, you know, now 25 years experience in public accounting and corporate finance, I am a professed numbers nerd. Um, but more importantly, I have been that woman who has started over not once, but twice. I have been that woman who has come out of debt from three different life events. I have been that executive who was laid off in her 40s with two children, one who's whom was autistic. And I couldn't find another job because I was overqualified. And then just recently, I recently was remarried after 15 years of divorce, blended my family of six boys. And then one month after our wedding, my husband injured his spine, lost his job, and suddenly again, found ourselves in a place where money, you know, before those feelings of anxiety, those feelings of why is this happening to me? The feelings of thinking like, oh my gosh, again, but now that's been my gift of being able to just recently when my husband was injured and everything seemed to be falling apart. No, I was able to stop and go, wait, how are we going to rebuild and start seeing it as an opportunity. And I love that basically my childhood, I was raised by a financial planner father um, my grandfather was also in financial planning. And so I have been surrounded by money my entire life. So I actually grew up talking about money, but I thought everybody did. I always thought everybody did because every Saturday morning, my parents were divorced and I was three. My father would get a napkin, get a pen from the waitress and start to draw. And he always would teach us money lessons every single Saturday at breakfast. So I always grew up thinking, you know, seeing all these financial like lessons, I thought that was, you know, great. And everyone knew, but I also learned I had the knowledge, but then there's wisdom where you actually have to apply that knowledge. And as over time, yes, I may have had all this professional experience, but until the personal experience came in and I started really applying that knowledge and putting it into wisdom, rebuilding, overcoming those feelings of anxiety, did I start to realize that there are other women out there that needed to hear about that, hear how they can rebuild, hear about that knowledge. Because um, yes, why I had rebuilt, I allowed the shame, the shame in our money stories. And I know each of you listening in can relate to having that feeling of shame. And it wasn't until April, 2021, when my mother, she fell severely bruising her knee. And my sister and I suddenly were shocked that three weeks later, we found ourselves by her hospital bedside. She was sedated and on oxygen and unable to speak. We just couldn't believe that my mother's voice, we'd never hear it again. And then on a Friday evening, a nurse came in. She took the oxygen out of my mom's nose. And slowly my mom's eyes began to open and her voice started struggling to speak. And I clearly heard my mom say at one point, promise? I was like, yes, mom, I promise. 
And in that moment, I really didn't understand what she was talking about, but I knew exactly what she meant because my mom allowed shame, shame in her own story, hold her back. She always said someday she was going to share her life lessons about the great joint custody child parenthood that I had. She always said someday she's going to write a book. Someday she was going to talk to other women. Someday, someday, someday until that Friday evening, her words and her voice were gone and she no longer had her someday. And that's when I realized that I don't have someday either. My someday is today to go out and share how I have rebuilt financially, how I have rebuilt my money mindset, how I now combine my professional experience with growing up around money and be able to share it with other women. Because I think this is a conversation so many of us as women are very shameful and afraid to talk about, but it's so empowering all at the same time. I agree. It is empowering, but I do understand what you're saying about the shameful part because mm-hmm. it's private. If you when yeah. you think about your finances, that's privacy. You want to like cover it and block it, and you don't want people knowing about what you have, or unless you're very showy and people see. Yes, that unless cut. you want to show off your nice car. This is my right. nice. Have you seen a right. new handbag? <laughs> oh, have you seen this ring? Exactly. Isn't it pretty? So a lot of us walk through that where, whether can we flaunt it Mm -hmm. or afford it? And it starts to kind of go back through those just different money mindset shifts. And a lot of it goes back, you know, until like, just like when you mentioned growing up, not talking about money or we grew up talking about it, but then I didn't really understand and apply it. And so, yeah, the shame the shame really comes down for a lot of women and in different aspects, but especially financially, especially if you're having to start over after divorce, passing of a spouse, medical emergency, that sudden life change, that's not something you go out and talk to your friends about who are doing well and they may not understand. So Trisha, so people right now going through something, I'm sure everybody listening has something they might be going through and maybe it it is impacting their finances right now. Can you give us a few ways to start our own rebuild or what was some of the things you, what would you recommend a woman maybe right now that has lost it all? And maybe she's going through a divorce right now and is scared because her husband maybe makes more than her or where do you start? I guess is what I'm trying to ask you. Like give us some tips so they can feel empowered. Yes. The first place to start is just starting. And so one thing, when my mother passed, a word was downloaded to me, starting over wealth. And that acronym actually spells out. So like, you're going to be, so you're going to sow back into the earth. So you can start again. And I really started thinking about, you know, who I am. And that's what I like each woman to think about. Who are you? Who did God create you to be before, before that thing happened to you? Am I again, a woman of faith and I love to talk about Genesis 129 Mm -hmm. and in Genesis 129, one of the first gifts that God gave us was a bearing seed, a seed meant to multiply and bear fruit. And within us, each of us have their own bearing seed, our own unique gift that God gave us that we were meant to multiply with. But problem is through life we've kind of forgotten maybe into our marriages. Our husband did take care of all the finances. And now all of a sudden we find ourselves on our own, not knowing even know how to to pay a bill or where to start or how to manage our money or our parents took care of it all. Or suddenly our spouse passes. 
did they have life insurance? Did they have retirement? Did they have debt? We all, all of a sudden we go through these phases of wait, I've forgotten who I am. Who am I? So I always say first, let's rediscover who you are with money before that thing happened in life. So one step, as I love to walk people through is what is your first money memory? Going back to your childhood, if you can below the age of seven, which for some of us is hard, but go back. What's your first money memory? Do you remember your parents fighting about money? Do you remember the stress in your parents' face? Do you remember maybe they're always feeling carefree and never even thinking about it? For each of us, we have our own money memory. And for some of us, we carry that into our adulthood. And that affects maybe why we pinch pennies why we're afraid to keep any money in the bank. We always just let it go. Like it scares us or we hoard it underneath our mattress. You know, we never know. So a lot of our habits go back to our childhood memories or marriages or divorce or trauma. So the first thing is always go back to the start. Who are you with money? Who does God call you to be? And to rediscover who you are. And a lot of them, I love to go back to those I am statements. I am, I am just like you first introduced me. I am a rebuilder of financial ruins. That word was spoken over me. And I'm like that, that is, I have rebuilt my finances, not focusing on the problem of, well, here we go again. All right. Okay. There's a medical emergency where we've gotten back in debt. No. All right. Let's, let's rebuild. Let's rebuild. You've God, you've wiped me down to the base, the foundation. Ah, here's this brand new building that we're getting ready to build again. And being able to have that shift of the money mindset. So always first, start with that seed, discovering who you are and who you are called to be. Okay, so I'm I'm following and I'm taking notes here because <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest. And I was honest with you when I met you. Mm-hmm. I don't have the best money mindset. I really, <laughs> I'm working on it. I am working on it. And you taught me a lot on that. Conference. We went to a women's conference a few years ago. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And she did. Trisha taught me a lot because I really didn't have, I know I want to make money and I want to hustle and work and do God's work and be aligned in what he has for me. But my money mindset, you know, if something ever happened to my husband, you are helping me. Like, what would you do, Kelly? And at one point I was like, I don't know. And I know there's women, you touched upon this. There are women listening right now that are going through this right now. And again, they are scared. So the steps to start rebuilding is finding out, I want to go over it again, who you are, what you think about money. And then what what do you do next, Trisha, to start um, feeling secure, I guess is what I'm asking you. Yeah, absolutely. That next thing is actually just coming up with your own money plan. A lot of women are like, wait a second, you know, I've got to have a budget or I've got to have this. And a lot of those words are scary. Like I always laugh. I I call the the budget like a B word um, because a lot of people feel restricted. And again, you know, you're discovering who you are again, what your dreams are. Again, you're discovering all these things, but at the same time, what's your plan? And coming up with your own plan. And for each of us, there is not a, a set way to do it. You don't have to have your, you know, your Excel spreadsheet or your piece. Of, like, it's just kind of the plan. You know what? First, I just want to find out how am I going to pay our bills? And just, I love to get, you know, I laugh with people. I get out colored pencils because they make me feel good. 
I'm not a good drawer. I can't draw anything, but I love to shade things and just draw. Okay. This is how much I need to pay for my house. This is how much the bills are. And sometimes that's just a way to start. Get a blank piece of paper and some colored pencils and start kind of seeing that money. And a lot of times when we see things, it makes it not so scary. It's kind of like the, the boogeyman or whatever would have been underneath their beds. A noise would scare us underneath their bed. And we'd lay there like absolutely terrified until we turn on the light and all we could see was a shoe. And so a lot of times it's just turning on the light and being able to see things. So first, yeah, discover who you are, who you want to be with money. And then next, just take that slow step of seeing it. Seeing it like, again, if you're married, starting off those conversations, because one of the biggest things my father instilled with me, because he was a financial planner and women came into his office month after month in tears, their husband suddenly passed and they didn't know what to do. So one of his biggest things was to instill in his daughters to know what to do, to know where to begin. Because a lot of us, again, we, we're afraid. We're like, oh, someone else has got it handled until they don't have it handled. Mm-hmm. Or they're suddenly gone because, you, again, you never know what in life may happen. So just start. Just write it out. This is how I'm going to make it this month. Think one month at a time. Go, okay, hey, I did it. And celebrate it. I did it. I got all our bills paid. Our house is taken care of. And lean into friends because there are other friends or other women out there. I love to think about a network because sometimes we feel so isolated and alone when that thing happens. But reaching out to podcasts just like this and leaning into other women you may hear, there are other women that have gone through this. We just are so afraid to reach out, but you can start to listen and then reach out and really lean in because it'll be like, okay, let's go have a cup of coffee, just like you and I did. We went just for a walk and talk and just how incredible that was for both of us. We realized we may be in separate parts of the country, but our stories of so much aligned with our mothers, with our finances, where there's so much that we just related to. And so just reaching out to another woman. And But first, yes, find out who you are. Next, start just trying to get that money plan. And it doesn't have to be anything big. How am I going to pay the bills? Take care of my kids. What's something I can do? And it just is that one step at a time. Mm. And I love that because it's just so important that we actually spend time mapping it out, doing mm-hmm. the work, like everything else that we talk about on this show, the action steps behind it. If yeah. you want to know where you, because a lot of times I feel we do our jobs, we end the day, we just day after day after day. But in a lot of times we walk around aimlessly spending on our credit cards. Then we wonder why we're broke at the end of the month or our budget doesn't line up. And it's just so important that we map it out and be aware of what we're taking in actually. And honestly, that's a light, that was a light bulb moment for me. And I'm just being so honest, like, to really write it all down and say, oh my gosh, I'm taking in this much, but I'm spending this much. Right. And, and just be able to look at it and see right. it. And then, and then too, like if you have a spouse that usually takes care of everything, it's just being like, hey, I'm interested in knowing. I'm interested in knowing. And just starting those conversations mm-hmm. where you get better, just like for me and my new husband, you know, my past relationships, we never really talked about money. Um, surprisingly, because I usually just, you know, that was one thing I just took care of it. So now with my new husband, just having the conversations like, Hey, I'm interested in, or, Hey, I know you may not be interested in this, but I just want to share with you to hold myself accountable where our money is going. 
And just having those conversations. But the great thing is, is to having it with your children. Yes. Having your children see. Oh my gosh. Because I, my thing is always like, you give your kids $20, they come back. You want to know where all that money is. Because a lot of times you don't even know where your last $20 went. So being able to teach children one step at a time. And so they start to manage money. Right now, my bonus son is with his dad on a job site and he's earning money and he's so excited. And he's like, okay, well, you're earning $5 an hour. But if we go to the convenience store and you buy candy and pop and now how much money do you have left? And the boy was like, oh, oh, oh. So just teaching those little money lessons and helping your children come up with their own activity plan. Each one of my children actually have their own bank accounts. My dad did that for me. Instead of having child support, he gave each of us our own checking accounts. And we started learning how to pay for our own activities, being able to put money in there we earned, spending we came out so that when we graduated from high school, we were all prepared. We knew how to manage a checking account or a savings account. And now I do that for my children, my oldest who's autistic, teaching him to really manage money. But for each of us having those little life lessons of money plans like, okay, guys, this is our plan for the week and involving your children in those conversations for mm-hmm. groceries, for shopping, for activities, for everything. So then when they, they move off to college, I know you're encountering this, you know, when they move off, I know, and so they, you know, your children are ready, right? Because a lot of people go into debt in their twenties in college years. And a lot of kids are not equipped, the good and the bad. And being able to have it be a part of the conversation. So someday when they're in a relationship, conversations around money are just easy. And, but it just starts one little thing at a time. Like, Hey, let me show you something. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's break this down and just make it an easy steps. Get out the, the napkin and the pen, the pen, just like my dad did and draw it out just at the dinner table. This is, is the best advice ever because we rely on the teachers so much our children are not with us for eight hours a day. We're tired when they come home. But listen, parents, you're a parent. It's our duty to explain this stuff to our children so they don't suffer in debt. They don't no. have to. But no. if you don't teach them what you don't know, you don't know. And I wish some, you know, I was sat down and taught all about budgets and you know, cause I ran my credit cards up in my early twenties. I did. And I s- suffered. I was paying so much in credit card fees and my money mindset was just use a credit card, charge it up and pay it back. Oh, in yeah. I, I went to the Interest. same thing. It was a cool thing to go to the mall oh, and see gosh. the different credit limits. Like, Hey, I got a thousand dollar limit. What did you get? I mean, it was, I thought exactly. it was cool. And again, I was raised by a financial planner father. That's why I think the knowledge and the wisdom are two different things. But yes, being able to teach our kids, because one of my favorite stories is a woman that um, that we both we both know and have met. She taught her son, gave him a stock certificate at like five years old. And this kid started learning to invest at five years old. And then when he goes to college, he now had that stock certificate hung on the wall. And he's teaching everybody in the dorms how to invest. It's something that your kids are hungry for. And they would really love those conversations because no, they do not teach this in school. Financial literacy is one of the things that we all struggle with. They don't teach us in school. And yes, us as parents, just having it. And it may be something we struggled with is is our parents did not teach us. It was, we watch people fight. We watch it be a struggle, but change it, change your family legacy. 
one small conversation at a time. I think that's it right there. I love that you said that. Change your family money mindset legacy. <laughs> yes. A small conversation. It's again, it shouldn't be a taboo topic. It really shouldn't. We're setting them up for success. And I know I love my children and I want them to be successful as do you all. So it is up to us, even if they're 17 right now, 18, you don't, they don't have to be five. Just mm -hmm. have these conversations because it can really change their life and impact their life. And it's so important because before I pressed record, we did tap touch upon even women that we work with because we're entrepreneurs in that space with a lot of other women entrepreneurs in masterminds, in conferences, and a lot of times women, because of their money mindset, they don't value their worth. And I mm -hmm. was one of those, again, <laughs> you guys are lit here and all my secrets about myself, but I want to share this with you because I wasn't always the way I am and I didn't value my worth. And I know you've been talking a lot about that. And what do you have to say about that? Like what women are struggling with right now? Maybe some are listening right now that are building out courses or starting a business and they're like, Ooh, I don't want to charge. What oh. do you have to right. Yes, this, this is. Do not feel alone. Do not feel alone because so many women, when it comes to pricing their offers, when it comes to pricing their products, they really do. They like, oh, I'm not worth that. Oh, no one's going to pay for that. And instead, switching the conversation of like, I am. God created me this, this creativity inside of me that's just bursting to get out and to share. You're an exchange of value. You are going to show up more. If they pay more, you're going to give more value if they pay more. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things. And again, this is kind of a crazy analogy that if a guy comes up to your door selling something and you see, you know, like an Apple watch on him or, you know, just, and he's, you know, you're going to be like, eh, I'm not going to buy for you. But if someone comes up and they're in a, at a Rolex or if they show up, you know, nicely dressed, you know, where they care about their appearance, they show that they're of a value. People are like, oh, now I'm going to listen. And which is crazy. People look at that. But sometimes people do. They associate way. I just paid more for that. I'm going to get more value out of this. There was a story a gentleman shared with me that one time that, you know, he was pricing and charging for his services. It wasn't until he valued it I think, three times. He took his value up three times price per hour. And a gentleman came back and said, hey, if you would have told me that you were only $200 an hour, I would have said, no, thank you. Because you wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't have shown me and give me even more than $200 of your time or exchange of value. So a lot of people do, they'll start to think of it of I pay more, I'm going to get more. This purse is worth a value, but the biggest part back goes your own value. Look what I'm about to give them. Not, oh, okay. I'm going to discount my price because that brings you down. Mm -hmm. That's not who God, God did not discount you. You are not a discount. God created you. Like, and I go, I am a rebuilder. I have got, God has put me through each one of these so I can share this with you. This is my value because this is what I'm going to give you plus more. Always thinking of that return on investment. You're going to pour into them more. You are going to give them so much. So they come back. They feel like, you know what? That 10,000, that 20,000, that would. That is worth it because I'm about to receive. 
Right. And I'm about to blow people's minds of what now my gift has been invested into. It's about to flourish. So really going back to, again, that when we talk about that seed, who are you? Who does God call you? Finding that value in your worth. And it is, it's not just an exchange of currency. This is not just an exchange of a dollar value. This is time. Think about it. Our time is so much more valuable than the dollar. You're giving them back their time with their kids, with themselves, with their spouse. You're being able to pour back into them. So this is not just a dollar value. You're giving them so much more. So think of it more of an exchange, a flow. I always like to think of things of a river where it's nourishing. What you're nourishing people with is so much more valuable than just that extrinsic number. So always think about that. Your worth is so much more. So when you're pricing your services, pricing your offer, really think about I'm worth so much more. And what I've got is so much more. And I do have like a formula. I always walk people through. Um, it's a little bit more two numbers to get into, but just really thinking down of, wait a second, this is the price per hour because maybe I want to make this much this year, but I only want to work 10 hours a week. Cause I want to spend this much more time with my family, my kids and go travel. Okay. Anything less than this punch per hour, I'm going to delegate out anything less. Okay. This is what I'm charging per hour. So it kind of comes down to a little bit of math, but it's so worth it when you get your time. Oh, and your time sure. is your biggest value. Yeah. Yes. And I love that you said it's an exchange. So owning your worth, I mean, you're going to give more especially if you have the experience in the years that you have put in, in what you're doing. I mean, so many times we just devalue that. And I know oh, I yeah. for a long time and I know I'm not alone, but it's, it takes courage to actually say, I'm going to stand in my worth. This is what I'm going to charge because I know I can get that person from A to B. That's why they came to me. Right. So it makes, I mean, it's true. And I think a lot of us do need to hear that over and over. Yeah, it is one of those things over and over. And I actually, for myself, again, I'm a money mindset rebuilder. I mean, I, I have it actually on my mirror and I repeat it to myself every day. I am, yes. I am because we yeah. all need those reminders. We all need those because again, I used to be so ashamed of my money story of having to restart. I mean, yes, life happens, but I used to not value the fact that I did rebuild. I didn't see that as something of you'll share with another woman until you start to see, oh, wow, that changed their life. Mm -hmm. That helped them rebuild. That helped them do this. That helped them get more time with their family. Then you start to see, wow, I just have this exchange of value. And you do, you feel your value, but it is something every day. Mm -hmm. Every day, remind yourself who you are. Who does God call you? What is that seed inside of you that was meant to multiply so that someday when you get to heaven, God's like, ah, you good and faithful servant, look what you did with your seed. And that's it right there. That's it. That's all I want. I want to just know that I multiplied what he gave me in any way that I can, whether it's impact or giving to the poor, you know, like whatever it is. So that is just beautiful. And I love that you keep going back to the I am. Listen, I love those statements so much. Like they've changed my life completely. And I never used to say I am statements. I didn't have them. I have the same ones since 2020 in my, where I put my jewelry on. And I just, even if you don't believe it yet, write them out, you guys, you will start convincing yourself 
I am beautiful. I am capable. I am a rebuilder. Wherever you are in your life, speak those things out. Your words matter. And the I am statements are life changing. So if you are at rock bottom, if you're going through something, your finances are crumbling right now, start going back to God created you. Perfect, beautiful. You're right where you're supposed to be. Now it's time for you though to take action, become aware of what you can do to start rebuilding so you don't have to keep relying on anyone else. God will take care of you, but you have to do your part. And that's really what it comes down to because you're worth it. You're worth it. So I'm just so thankful for you, Trisha. This has been so amazing. Do you have any last tip you want to leave with them today? Just a reminder to go back to the beginning. It's, you don't have someday to start sharing your gift, start sharing your value. So start, stop sharing like who God calls you. Your someday is today and you it. are valuable and you are a gift. That is the best. I wrote it down. I'm going to put it on a sticky note. Your someday, my, I'm going to say my someday is today. Okay. That's how we stay addicted to the climb right there. Your someday is today. Make things happen. Let's yes. go. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, where can they find you if they want to reach out and ask you anything to do with money questions? I would love for you to come visit me at trishadaniel.com and my new YouTube at the handle of youtube.com at Trisha Daniel. And if you are interested in like in healing your own money mindset and money personality, go to startingoverwealth.com slash store. I've got some great tools for you right there to start really helping you heal your own money mindset, find who you are and start your rebuilding. I love it. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming today. I appreciate all your knowledge and wisdom. It has been so meaningful. Thank you all for tuning in today. If you have any questions, please let me know. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate you tag us, share it, and please leave a review so I know that you like the show. It's the only way I can hear from you guys if you leave me a review. Thank you again. Have a fabulous and blessed week. Thanks, Trisha. And until next week, keep on climbing. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytian.com, to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.